0: Money Matters Wealthy Thinking with Alfred Edmund Jr.
1: Welcome to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. I'm your host, Alfred Edmund Jr. What could you do with (laughs) $233,000? Well, if you have a baby on the way, you might want to hold off on heading down to that Rolls Royce dealership to purchase that Bentley. Because that's how much experts say it'll cost to raise your bundle of joy to age 18, and that doesn't even include inflation or college tuition. But hey, there's no need to panic, even if you're expecting twins or triplets. Okay, maybe you should panic a little. However, you also need to be proactive about financial planning in anticipation of a new baby, or two, or three. On today's podcast, I'll share an action plan for you to do just that. Also, you're here for my guest today, certified financial planner and author Patricia A. Stalworth, on how to protect yourself financially if and when you choose to divorce. You may remember Stalworth, the author of How to Get Divorced Without Losing Your Blouse, What Every Woman Needs to Know to Protect Her Future, is our guest on Money Matters Wealthy Thinking Podcast 8. The knowledge she provided was more than we could handle in one show. So today I'm sharing part two of our conversation. Whether you're just thinking about heading down the aisle, your marriage is rock solid, or your marriage is on the rocks, you do not want to miss what Stallworth has to share. But first, a new baby on the way? Congratulations! Now brace yourself. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, a middle-income American family With a baby born in 2015, we'll spend close to $234,000 to raise that child to age 18. Figures from the USDA account for the cost of food, clothing, and other necessities. And this is just for one child. Even scarier, this doesn't even include college costs or projected inflation the value of a human life will always be more than any price you can put on it. That said, having a baby is a financial decision and it's critical to plan accordingly. If you're considering starting a family, you need to be serious about your money. And if you're already started having children, it is never too late to focus on improving the finances of your household. Begin with a well thought out budget and a game plan for how you'll approach spending, saving, and investing decisions. That includes plans to save for college tuition, ideally before the new baby arrives. This way, you're more likely to be prepared for that bundle of joy, as well as the price tag that comes with raising her. Here are other steps you should consider when preparing for a new baby. First, get professional help. Before you make any major financial decisions or purchases in anticipation of your new baby's arrival, seek out qualified professionals to help. Consider both short- and long-term goals based on your specific situation. Secure the help of a certified financial planner, a tax expert, and an estate planning attorney to help develop the best plans, put them in place, and adjust them as circumstances change over time. Remember, you still need to maintain emergency savings, fund your retirement, and serve other financial priorities. In fact, these become even more important, not less, when preparing for a new baby. Next, think beyond your baby's due date. You need to get an idea of annual costs of raising your child. Use the tools offered by organizations such as the USDA Cost of Raising a Child Calculator to get an estimate of the incremental cost of parenthood in categories like housing, clothing, and transportation. Then you need to create a budget that reflects these costs. You can find the USDA's calculator online at cnpp.usda.gov. That's C, N is a newborn. P as in poop, P as in Poop.usda.gov. Now, you want to plan and budget for parental leave from work. One of the first appointments you should make once you decide to have a baby or discover that one is on the way is with your employer's Human Resources Department. Get up to speed on maternity or paternity leave policies. Also, Be clear on benefits and any changes you need to make or plan for. Budgeting should be for three stages. Pre, during, and post-parental leave. Don't forget to order a birth certificate and a new Social Security card once your bundle of joy arrives. Next, determine what insurance coverage you'll need. Do your research, starting with health insurance. Make sure your child is covered on your policy from his or her date of birth. Life insurance will ensure that your child is provided for if you or your partner dies. Lastly, disability insurance will help cover the cost of loss of income in the event of an illness or accident that keeps you from working and providing for your family. Make sure that estate planning documents, including a will, are in place and up to date. Even if you have very little in the way of assets, you need a will to name a guardian for your new baby should anything happen to you and your partner. Additionally, you may want to set up a trust, either separately or as part of the will, to hold these assets until the child is of legal age. Proper estate planning and or insurance is especially important for protecting the interests of children and blended families, or who have siblings from other marriages or relationships of their parents. Review and revise all beneficiary designations to include your new baby. Often, you will want your child to be the contingent beneficiary on life insurance or retirement accounts, naming your spouse or the child's guardian as the primary beneficiary. But because a child cannot legally own assets until he or she reaches either 18 or 21, depending on your state, you will likely want to name the trust as part of your estate plan. And finally, set up a custodial account, in addition to a trust account for your new baby. This account can be used to hold assets for the benefit of your child, as well as be named as a beneficiary of a life insurance policy or your retirement plan. It will also serve as a great holding place for any monetary gifts or from grandparents and other family members or friends. But again, don't do any of this without consulting with professionals, especially a certified financial planner, a tax expert, and an attorney who specializes in estate planning and family law. You're listening to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. We'll be back in a moment. Support for Money Matters Wealthy Thinking and the following message come from State Farm, who knows that many Americans struggle with their finances and most have never been taught how to manage them. Starting today, State Farm wants to change that by giving people the tools, help, and education they need to take control of their money, putting financial well-being within the reach of everyone. Now you can find out more at letstarttoday.com. State Farm, here to help life go right. And now let's hear part two of my conversation with today's guest, certified financial planner, Patricia A. Stallworth. Do you understand the financial realities of ending a marriage? Stallworth, host of the podcast show, Minding Your Money 360, has just released her latest book, How to Get Divorced Without Losing Your Blouse, What Every Woman Needs to Know to Protect Her Future. Even though her book is targeted to women, Her advice is valuable and wise counsel, regardless of gender. And no matter what your current relationship status happens to be, single, engaged, married, or divorcing. I spoke with Starworth about how to protect yourself financially if you choose to divorce, and what's at stake when you fail to do so. Listen up.
0: You do a great job in the book, um, and this also goes to some of the emotionalism that goes into negotiating settlements for a divorce, really helps with having people to reality check what they think they might want in terms of winning a good settlement versus the long-term implications of what they might get. And, and one of the big examples is, do you want the house? You know, and yeah. of course, most people are like, oh, I got to have the house, and there's a fight about the house. There's a couple other examples that you give where it's very important to consider W- what you're getting both in terms of an asset and a potential liability down the road. Talk about that using the house example, about how important it is to really look at your life after divorce and consider whether it's something you think emotionally you should have, you should get, but it may not be the best for you in, in the long run.
2: One of the driving forces, uh, especially behind so many women, is that they don't want to disrupt the kids' lives anymore. You know, so if we can stay in the house then then their lives can get back to normal. Well, after the divorce, their lives are never going to be the same. you know it's, it's so right. and so, thinking that keeping the house is the thing that's going to make their lives you know better is not good if you can't afford to keep that house. so one of the things that I have clients do is go through and actually do an after divorce budget. So that you understand what you can and cannot afford because I've seen too many people, too many women keep the house only a few years, you know, maybe a year or two down the road to have to sell it because they can't afford it. So it's really just understanding that. When you think about that new life, you have to think about what's important to you. So in keeping that house, what that means is that your spouse is going to get something else, usually investments that are cash investments and things like that. So you become house poor and he becomes, you know, cash rich, you know, kind of thing. You really have to take a look at what am I giving up to get this and is it worth it? and if it is then go ahead you know in some cases you do have a house that's basically paid off and so that's a different situation so you're not you're not in the the type of situation with somebody who has a big mortgage and very little income coming in because that's a really difficult one and the other thing that they miss is that just paying the mortgage is not all there is to keeping a house. There's maintenance, there's taxes, there's all kinds of things. So they forget to sometimes to factor in those costs. And and you really need to be able to afford that because how disruptive is it to have to take the kids after a year of living in that house and move them to someplace else because you can't afford it anymore.
0: Or worse, being able to sell the house you default and you actually yes, have you- to which is even a worse scenario for you and, and your family. So you've written the book targeting and and aimed at women, but as you say, this advice really applies regardless of gender. What are the implications for really successful professional women who may be, if not the primary breadwinner, maybe they're bringing in the most income, maybe the roles, the traditional gender roles of who's, quote, unquote, bringing in the most money and who's Mr. Mom. What are the implications if you are really a very successful either entrepreneur or executive in a corporation and you're the woman bringing in the most income and maybe you have more assets than your husband, what are those implications in terms of um, approaching divorce?
2: You've got to really approach it just like you're approaching your business. You have to be methodical. You have to think about, you have to put a lot of things in place first before you ever file for that divorce. There's so many people who just jump into divorce and then they realize, oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't get this, I didn't do that. Things have a way of, of disappearing or going away once you start that divorce process. So it's really important to think about what is it that I need to put in place beforehand. And it starts with something as simple as taking an inventory of everything you have, you know, making sure that you know what's going on in your life. Also taking, a, you know, just collecting all of the your bills, your tax returns, everything, so that you have all these information. Generally, if you're the major breadwinner, you're not spending that much time at home, and maybe your spouse or your husband in this case is taking care of a lot of the finances. So maybe you don't know the things you need to know. So you need to take the time so that you understand what your financial life is really like, so that you know what you're up against, you know, what kinds of things you want to get out of this. And really importantly, is you need to check those credit reports because as you're working, somebody else could be spending a lot of money, you know, running up bills and things like that, and you need to understand what's going on. So the very first thing before, you know, before you even think about filing that petition for a divorce is really understanding what your financial life is really, really like from A to Z.
0: So many of our clients with, uh, again, my wife and and my business Grown Zone Relationship Education are really successful women who prior to marriage, despite their success with their business or their careers, felt like they didn't really achieve anything until they got married. And then they married very quickly, and maybe perhaps they didn't look as closely at the person they married because they just wanted to be able to kind of complete this picture of having it all. And then after the fact, find out about issues related to um, credit and bank past bankruptcies and those issues and then that often puts them at an emotional disadvantage even when they do um, pursue divorce. How common do you face that as you're dealing with clients and, and you're advising people?
2: That's really common, and when I work with clients, I actually help them go through that whole settlement process and decide what is good for them in terms of where they want to go and things like that based upon their goals. And so in those cases, it's not a bad idea to have someone help you through that process. A lot of people feel like they feel with money management that it should be intuitive, I should be able to do this. Your emotions are so high during this, whether you initiated it or not, your emotions are still running, you know, they're running rampant all over the place. So it's a good idea to have somebody to help you. There's a new group called a Certified Divorce Financial analyst and that's their primary job is to go in there and to help you go through that process of just reviewing the settlement options to make sure that you're doing a good job because at that point it's hard to think so you need that second opinion somewhere you know whether it's a friend that you have or someone that just sort of goes through that with you so that you understand that what's going on and what you can't what's good for you and what's not so good for you at that point because sometimes what happens is is that if you have somebody who's injured like that they're mentally you know vulnerable They'll just do anything to get out of it.
0: To do whatever they have yeah. to do to end the pain.
2: Just get me out of it. And you don't want to go to that point. You want to stop before you get to that point. If you're going to go to that point, get some help because you need somebody else and then step in and really help you through the rest of that process when you get to that point.
0: Well, again, the name of the book is How to Get Divorced Without Losing Your Blouse, What Every Woman Needs to Know to Protect Her Future. Our guest is Patricia A. Stallworth. I love everything you do. You know, I've been a big fan of yours for a very long time. You've been a great resource for my work at Black Enterprise, certainly for Money Matters, our daily feature, and now for our podcast, Money Matters, Wealthy Thinking. Patricia, tell people how they can get more advice from you.
2: Well, one of the best ways is to go is to actually listen to my podcast. It's called Minding Your Money 360. And if you go to mym360.com, you can listen to it there. We're on iTunes and every place, uh, but you can listen to it at mym360.com. If you want to reach me, you can reach – the best way to do is just go to my website, which is psworth.com, P-S-W-O-R-T-H.com. And uh, you can reach me on Twitter, at Pat Stallworth. So I would love to answer any questions that you have.
0: Patricia, thank you so much for sharing your time and, and your expertise on our show, and, and I look forward to having you back on soon.
2: Okay, thank you so much. This was
1: good. Bye-bye. You can get more smart financial advice from Patricia Starworth and learn more about her books, including How to Get Divorced Without Losing Your Blouse at psworth.com. That's P as in Patricia, sworth.com. And if you missed part one of my conversation with Starworth, or you want to hear it again, check out Money Matters Wealthy Thinking podcast number eight. If you have questions you'd like me to address, send an email to Jr. at gmail.com and I'll answer them on future editions of this podcast. That's Alfred Edmund Jr. at gmail.com or you can follow and direct message me on Instagram or Twitter at alfrededmondjr. This is Alfred Edmond Jr. with Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. Be sure to check out my latest free ebook: Buy Love, Get Trouble, Sell Love, Get Screwed, How Decisions in Pursuit of Sex, Love, and Relationships Impact Your Career, Business, and Financial Success at grownzone.com forward slash buy love, get trouble. And don't forget to subscribe to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. at AURN.com. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to you coming back next week.
0: Money Matters Wealthy Thinking, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus,